Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. In this episode of Business Class, we begin a series on careers. We'll look at how the mix of strategy, planning, and chance comes into play. I'm Doug Montgomery. I'm uh, Iber 25. Doug Montgomery is Vice President of Retail Insights at Warner Brothers. His group is responsible for analyzing and developing both strategic and actionable insights for Warner Home Video Management and key global retailers. Warner Home Video International represents 43% and over $1 billion in company revenue. Doug is a graduate of the USC iBear MBA program. You know, some people ask you, you know, how, how do you plan your career? Um, you know, they mentioned, is it, is it like playing pool with a, you know, targeted shot or is it like chess? But I guess, you know, growing up in the family I grew up, it was more like golf. And, you know, the, the, the point my father always made about golf is when you, you take the shot, think about the shot you're making after that shot. For better or worse, I don't play a, a deep game of chess or a deep game of golf, thinking five moves down the road. But I definitely think of the move after the one I presently have. So if, if I was to look at a, a different position, whether it was at Warner Brothers or another company, I would be thinking about what position does that put me in for the one after that. So definitely two moves ahead. My name is Regina Long. I'm iBear20. Regina Long recently reached her goal of starting her own business and is principal and founder of Mayflower Health Consulting, which focuses on consulting for startup and biopharma companies. Regina is a graduate of the USC iBear MBA program. I think the decisions you have to make as a career have to be very strategic. It has to get to hopefully the end point that you want to. And as I'm in these roles in the last 15 years, it's I'm working towards, I believe, is kind of what I want to, to do as my, not my final, but pretty much close to where I want to go eventually at the end of, of my career. I, I think I have a pretty good idea what that is now. But it's taken me all these years of being in the system, being under, understanding businesses, understanding the, the critical components, right? how to build a business to get to my end goal. First, we look at Doug Montgomery and his long path from Edmonton, Alberta to Los Angeles, California. My job path, I started out growing up in Alberta, Canada. I moved to Osaka, Japan as an English teacher for four years. I moved back to Canada and I worked in uh, a small little company who ended up taking me back to Tokyo in uh, 1997. I worked there for a few years. I came to LA in 2002, got my uh, MBA, moved to Arkansas, lived there for four years, got transferred back to Tokyo. I was there for two years. I got transferred to London. I was there for one year. And now I'm back here in Los Angeles for five years. Doug notes that planning a career is not an exact science. Your path is unlikely to be straight and you don't know where it's going to go. But if you uh, work hard and you uh, plan out your career, you can get what you want. Let's move to Regina Lung and hear about her path from Hong Kong to the UK to the US. First step took me from Hong Kong to England, where I received my high school education. And from about 13 onwards, I was schooled uh, under the English education system. And then when it was time to undergraduate, um, I just applied through the system and got my undergraduate degree um, from England. 
Step two was transitioning from a UK education system into the US where I can get a little bit more exposure as well as understanding of how the US graduate program system works. I think one of the thinking more a little bit as far as the career progression, the UK system, unlike the US, in at least medical research, is much more well-funded here. There's a lot more opportunities, and with that comes easier right, access. So I just immediately think, if I can just get into the US system, that would open a lot more doors. So subsequent kind of going from step two was I had to transition from a UK system into a US system. And that led me to working at my first job here at UCSF. Regina points out again that career planning is perhaps as much art as science. Two years into working at UCSF, I realized I'm not a lab research person. (laughs) I'm much more like people oriented. So again, it was exploration, right? Working on the job, knowing what it takes, allows me to get a perspective. That is not something I want to pursue. So then, again, the train of thought started. I wanted to pursue more of a management role. So from then, I started thinking about what are the next few steps, right? Or maybe step three, what are some of the maneuvers I need to think through in order to get more of a management track? How do an MBA, connections, and networking play into shaping a career? Doug Montgomery. In our case, in 2003, the economy wasn't so great. So when we graduated, you know, looking for a job was pretty tough. The, the critical point of getting a job is, is two things. Number one, if you're, you know, mid-career person, having an MBA is fine. I think it, it kind of breaks through, you know, some glass ceilings. But the fact of the matter is 10 years of your business career is going to follow you. And that is, you know, the number one thing that a company is going to look for um, when they're hiring you, by far number one. In my case, I actually got my first job out of iBear because of my wife's connection. And again, because of the, the previous work I've been doing that was relevant. But the reason I got a job with Warner Brothers, quite frankly, is I was signed up to the um, USC Marshall job board. And I saw a job opening, and there's a number of reasons why I, w- I was looking for another job. I saw a jo- job opening with Warner Brothers. I made an application through the, the USC job network. I got a call back from HR, Warner Brothers HR, for a different job. So, you know, I, in, the, in the end of the day, I, I, you know, I got hired. I've been here now at Warner Brothers for 10 years. But, you know, again, the critical point is I didn't get that job opportunity um, from the alumni network as a first step after graduating from USC. That came two years later. Uh, having those, those, those letters, you know, MBA in my name, even 10 years after iBear, um, I know that it, it, uh, it's helped me getting promoted within Warner Brothers. You know, at the end of the day, even myself, I do a lot of hiring. You know, you get, particularly a company like Warner Brothers, you get hundreds and hundreds of resumes. Uh, nobody has, you may like to think in the back of your mind that somebody's looking at a resume and really thinking about your career. They are not. They do very quick and fast filtering. And one of the easiest and quickest filters is do they have an MBA or not? If they don't have an MBA, these 150 resumes go over to this pile. People with the MBA go to that pile. Um, and then, you know, the, honestly speaking, the, the top ranked MBAs, people will look at a little, a little deeper. Uh, Marshall being a top ranked MBA is, is actually in, in a good position. And that's, you know, a, a filtering process that's happening across, you know, big corporate companies in the United States for, for many years. I know that even within Warner Brothers, because I have an MBA, when I've gone um, for internal promotions, you know, I've been in a, a better space than others. Regina describes her MBA path. 
the quickest transition from a research position without an MBA was to be more of a sales role, where you start understanding customers, you're selling to customers, and then there's time management, right? Which you, it's totally complete different skill sets. So for me, I figured that was a good transition area without a whole lot of, you know, master's degree certification or, or you know, other requirements similar to that. So I did a couple of years of, in sales, and then at the time I realized this is limited pathway, right? I don't know how to read a P&L. I don't understand free cash flow. And at the time when I was in sales, already looking at networking with colleagues, right, in the arena for this, this marketing, uh, marketing management concept. So it was then started thinking about what do I need to go from sales to marketing and then the idea of an MBA came into place. I think I have a general idea where I want to go, and the concept at the time, again, I was probably naive, right? An MBA would just immediately bridge you. But I think soon after I got into the program, I realized it's just the first stepping stone, right? There's many more moves after that that will make or break your career. So. Going into an MBA program was no-brainer. I had to do it. So I started applying and got accepted at iBear because I think my profile, having you know, already some years of experience prior to, to, to joining the program, made sense. The other consideration was I wanted a fast track. So the one-year iBear was very attractive to me, where I can actually get it done. And so I embraced it. Jobs come from connections, and connections come from networking. Doug Montgomery. In a 24 year, 24 years, is it 24 years? 24 years since I uh, finished my undergraduate degree, I've actually probably lived in Canada for about three years. So 21 of my uh, 24 working years have actually been overseas. I was lucky enough to, to spin that out. And again, I, I kept my eye open, you know, on the USC job board, and I, I keep my, um, you know, USC network open, and, and I do feed it, you know, here and there with various things. Again, I, I have a, a great job here at Warner Brothers. Um, where the future goes, nobody knows. We'll, we'll see how that is. But I think it's important that you know you keep that network open. That takes effort. You need to go to events. You need to, to contact people. But you got to do that over over the, the entire course of your career. Not every job is the right job. I was fortunate. The MBA program. We had a internship with Sony, and Sony at the time had a JV. Uh, a joint venture uh, agreement with Warner Brothers. So we did what we did. We looked at the books, we looked at the business, we looked at the goals they want to accomplish, and we did a fantastic job. At, by the end of the project and towards the graduation time at iBear, the sponsor actually offered me a job. At the time, this is where you have to think about, and I think the word here I would look at is leverage. I have a whole already career that I've been thinking, contemplating, invested somewhat. To go into more of a studio, you know, entertainment career, even though it was a good offer, it just didn't make sense, right? So then I think about the leverage. I don't have anything to leverage going to entertainment business. I have no understanding. I would have to start from basically ground level up. And I wasn't willing to do that trade. I wanted a little bit more fast track. So at the time, I made a decision to turn it down and come back to the Bay Area and seek employment. Regina gave a quick recap. First job was a very strategic move. I had to make a decision to turn down an entertainment 
business offer through the internship that I got through the iBear program. And then made the decision subsequent to that to come back to the Bay Area to look for more of a career in biopharma and landed in my first job as a strategic planning consultant with a company called Protein Design Labs. The career progression, picking the right job at the right time, is one of the most important and difficult parts of getting it right. How you think about your career progression and the choices you make, you should think more strategically about those choices and what it means. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to take a step that deviates from your goal. So you have to be a little bit more. And I would say probably the first few jobs is okay out of an MBA. But as you get a little bit more seasoned into your career, those few last steps, you have to be more important and take more care. Because those will take you away from your end goals. But I think the first one to five years, it's probably okay for you to still figure out what you need because not everyone's going to be very clear out of the program. The other key area is think about leverage. I took a path where I could leverage my past career and I didn't want to throw those away because otherwise I think I would have taken the entertainment industry career path. But that didn't make any sense to me, nor could I leverage a lot of my knowledge and my prior working experience. So I did not take that path. Regina feels she has reached her planned goal of running her own business. I think it's hard for, again, I'm just looking at a normal person. It takes a little bit of guts and, and bravery to say, I want to start my own business. It's not for everyone. So I think just being in the workforce for the last 15 years, I believe I have the skill sets, but it's, it's, a, it's a totally different step to, to take the risk, maybe that's the right word, to take the risk to start your own business. It's not for everyone. And, and I think that's why you, you don't see a whole lot of people kind of in a classically trained to go off and, and start their own business. Doug Montgomery's advice, stay ahead of change. Change before you have to. If you change before you have to, you can control the change. Personal example, you know, looking around the company, we've had some layoffs. If you get laid off, then the pressure's now on you. You have to go find a job. You have to go look for something. And you'll have a, a, a time, a clock clicking behind you. If you are proactive in your career and you take control of it yourself to, to uh, as much as you can, you can control the change. Regina Lung's advice, you're better off if you listen to and understand yourself. I think having a good, clear understanding of what you like to do, what you are truly, and I think the word sometimes passionate is thrown around too often, but if you know you're good at something and you have a liking for that, whatever that thing is, and I don't know if passionate is the word, but if you know you're good and you like it, that's already a very good start. Business Class will be back with more career stories. Thanks for listening. Business Class. Expert insight into the world of business. The host is Dick Drobnik, producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.